This is Invention. I'm Chris Conroy. Invention is a podcast about whiteness. Did you hear that? That's a pin dropping on my desk, representing the collective discomfort of all the polite white people tuning into this podcast right now. Yep, I said it. I said the W word. I said the, why do we always have to bring up race word? I said the, hey, not all white people think alike word. I said the, whatever, white privilege is just an excuse word. Okay, so first of all, I didn't say anything about white privilege yet, so calm down all you imaginary straw men out there. And secondly, folks, I would argue that this is the most important thing to understand about life in America right now. Every day in America, we have heated discussions about race, about racial prejudice, and racial justice. I mean, ha- I mean, have you not listened to music where other African Americans use Please language do that to me. far Please worse don't do that than to me this? Today. I mean, what I'm going to do is that you can't. Can, I always find it remarkable that white people find the N-word usage such a complicated puzzle. It's not that complicated. <laughs> just don't use it. There, just, you just have to accept. Hold on. You just have to. You just have to. I think that there's a lot of systemic. Well, I'll give you one example. Today, I systemic. Answer, I, 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 and the true well, definition well, of well, systemic. Well, I'll answer that question. Hey, hey, like, it means everybody is. We know well, what it means. Well, well, I, I don't know. I, no, that's I, not I, what it means. But, 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 it doesn't mean that it does. But, no, it does not. Harry, you can't just make up words and define it. Oh, systemic yeah, does not you mean that. Can I answer this? No, I don't. And most of the time, it's pretty clear that we're not talking to or with each other about race, but more so that we're talking around each other about race. There are many reasons why we have so much trouble talking about race, but I would submit one reason in particular that we struggle to talk with one another is that we can't even agree on the terms we are using to have the discussion. For example, in mathematics, when someone makes a number statement such as 2 plus 2 equals 4, we can all agree to this solution because we share an agreed upon understanding that the number 2 represents a pair of something. We know that the term plus means to add these pairs together, and we know that the term equals means to determine what the adding will produce in total, which gives us the number 4. See, the thing about race is we can't even agree on the definitions of the terms we're discussing and debating. What is race? What is racism? What does it mean when we say white? What is whiteness? And why do people get so upset about it? For most white people in America, whiteness isn't really a thing they consciously experience, let alone even talk about. When surveyors asked Americans who, if you asked them to check a census box, would identify as being white or Caucasian, the term white person to them doesn't actually conjure up any personal memories of what it means to be white. In fact, for most people, white people talking explicitly about their whiteness usually conjures up images of hooded Klansmen or neo-Nazis marching around public squares. And while there are a significant population of white Americans who do identify with these groups, as we will discuss in future episodes, these are not images that most white people want to be associated with. In fact, for most white Americans, the idea of what it means to be white is kept well below the surface, just out of reach of our personal stream of consciousness and definitely out of reach of conversation. I know this because, well, I'm a white guy who grew up in an all-white family among mostly white people, like 
lots of white people, maybe 98% white people. Now, that doesn't mean I've discovered anything in particular about white people in growing up that way, and it certainly doesn't make me an expert on the matter. In fact, the research shows that most of white Americans have grown up around a similar racial composition as me in an otherwise much more racially diverse country. No group of two or more people are monolithic in the way they think about the world, and that goes for all of us. But while I don't know for sure how many of my teachers would have identified their race, I'm fairly certain that I did not have a non-white teacher nor any other kind of authority figure in my life until my junior year of high school. These kinds of things matter to young people who are growing up in a world where they know people like them exist, but are trying to make sense of that world through their own experiences. Secondly, I know we as white people don't often think about our own whiteness because there's a massive database of evidence that exists demonstrating that white people do not like to talk about whiteness, even when their whiteness is central to the way they make big decisions. Now, we're all privy to this particular database because that data comes from the survey and polling results leading up to and during the 2016 presidential election, which... Again, we will take a closer look at in a later episode. As a third point of reference, I know whiteness is something we don't often talk about because, full disclosure, talking about whiteness is part of what I do for a living. I help all kinds of groups, from health insurance firms to financial institutions to nonprofit organizations, civic associations, and church groups become more inclusive of different forms of identities, especially race and work more effectively as teams through that inclusivity. This job requires getting people to talk about what it means to be white with their white and non-white colleagues or neighbors, and it is a profoundly challenging and an infinitely rewarding profession, mainly because the major breakthroughs happen when people get really honest with themselves, dig deep, and do the hard work of reflecting on their own consciousness. Lastly, I know we struggle with the understanding of whiteness because of the works of some of the most intellectually diligent and courageous people on the planet. This show will feature the works of those past and present who have dedicated years of their lives, and in many cases their entire lives, to studying race and whiteness in America, utilizing every source they can possibly find and all the honesty they can possibly muster to hold the mirror up to America helping us to trace some of the cracks in our foundations that have been created by racist ideology and oppression. I owe a deep debt of gratitude to the work of James Baldwin, Ibram X. Kendi, Nell Irvin Painter, Theodore Allen, Toni Morrison, David Rodiger, W.E.B. Du Bois, Ira Katznelson, Robin DiAngelo, and many, many others. Their work will be featured, credited, and cited in each episode and hopefully we'll be able to bring some of those folks on as guests. So, how do we begin to have this conversation? How do we define white or whiteness? Should we even try and figure out what it means to be a white person? Well, to answer that question, this podcast goal, at the very least, will be to try and figure out a working definition of what whiteness is. Because whiteness isn't some eternal concept. In fact, The idea of a white race, or even the concept of the way we think about race itself, is an incredibly new development in the history of the human species. It is an invention. Race and the attendant category of whiteness were created by people, and 
just like any other human invention, they serve a purpose that can be updated in an attempt to fit the needs of its current users. And this invention has shaped our world and our minds in dramatic, fundamental ways. So, for anyone interested in understanding the world around them, I invite you to take a journey with me as we learn from a world of experts and from each other how being white was invented and what the invention means for us all right here in the present day. And before we leave, I want to make sure that I thank those of you who are tuning in. I want you, the listeners, to know that it's not lost on me that our world often feels like it is growing more complex and noisier by the minute. So I am deeply grateful that you have chosen to spend this time with me and engage with what I hope will be a fruitful conversation that helps us all be a little bit better for one another. And if you care to learn more about invention and support the show, you should know that we have a Patreon page as well, where you can donate a dollar or two or more if you're feeling the love and find value in this work for each episode that airs. It's like crowdfunding for creators. The net proceeds raised for the production of invention will be donated to black-owned businesses and or advocacy groups led by people of color in support of people of color. For the next month, we will start by donating the net proceeds from our show to Black Lives Matter and Black in Pink, two organizations that you can learn more about at the links on our site. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you next time.